Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> this is Everything Hurts and I'm Dying, the podcast to remind you that health and fitness is for everyone. It doesn't have to be miserable. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. Join me, your host, Julia Kraus, as we navigate together through the world of toxic fitness, six-pack abs, Instagram booties, and no days off to find real human experiences. Our world is different. It is inclusive and accessible. It is fun and challenging. It is friendly and supportive. It is open, real, honest, vulnerable, and brave. Everyone's journey of health and fitness is different, as it should be, and I'm here to help you along on yours. Welcome. You belong here. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Welcome back to Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I'm your host, Julia Krause, and this is the podcast about health and fitness and everybody's individual journeys with said health and fitness. Um, here with Tony, my editor. Tony, say hello. Hello. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. I am, I don't know, I'm excited to talk about this week's topic. This week's topic that we're talking about is about pacing yourself. And I think that everyone needs to hear this, myself included. <laughs> is this potentially going to be a little bit of a therapy session one-on-one -on -one with me just saying all the things that I need to work on? Perhaps. Might it benefit you in some way? Most definitely. So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to jump right in after the break. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> So before we jump into the topic of the week, we're going to have a really quick overview of what we're working on and what we're training. And so me this week, I am currently preparing for a truck pull. The truck pull is this Sunday and I am absolutely terrified. I'll be pulling three trucks. So the first truck is going to be 13 tons. The second truck is going to be 22 tons. And the third truck is going to be 50 tons. Um, I have never pulled a truck before in my life. I pulled a car last weekend, much to the amusement of my friends who were in the car. They had a fucking great time uh, playing music and making fun of me. And yeah, that, that was just really great for my self-esteem, <laughs> trying to pull this heavy-ass car with my friends literally picking on me while sitting in that car. Uh, that was fun. So thanks, Rita and Shaban. You guys are doing great. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I'm just really nervous. I hope it goes well. Um, it's a it's a pull truck pull for charity. Um, the charity is called Sands, and it is a stillbirth and neonatal death charity. We'll put the link at the notes of our podcast. So if you guys want to donate to it, it's a great cause. It means a lot to uh, my friends and I. So do please uh, donate to that cause if you can. Otherwise, uh, enjoy watching me pull trucks. It is going to be insane. I Best case scenario, I do well in the competition and I get, you know, first, second or third place. I'd be very happy with that. Uh, worst case scenario is I try my best to pull a fucking truck. And so no matter what, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a win. And so I, yeah, that's what I'm working for. I'm working really hard to just try to do the best I can. Again, I've never pulled a truck before. I have no experience. What I do have experience in is my body and health and fitness and preparing my body to be basically in as good of shape as possible in terms of strength and conditioning uh, to be able to, to pull the truck. So I've been really going hard lately uh, preparing for this, you know, training my ass off, working very hard, pushing, pushing, pushing the sprint work, pushing a lot of strength training, really heavy on my quads, really heavy on that explosive movements. 
And I have, yeah, I've been pushing very hard this week, which brings us straight into the topic of the week, which is pacing yourself. So um, I know that there's a little bit of an irony here with me talking about how hard I'm pushing for our topic to be pacing ourselves, but don't worry, we'll get right into it and it will all make sense. And I'll tell you about that little ebb and flow balance uh, when we come back. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Alrighty, so earlier we talked about how hard I'm pushing for preparing for the truck pulls, which brings us straight into the topic this week, which is about pacing yourself. Uh, very interesting juxtaposition of the two, I totally understand. However, I want to make it very clear that I'm pushing myself very hard up to a certain point in time to prep for a competition. Once I have this competition, I will actually have a deload week where I take it easy. Um, I'm actually going to taper off before that competition as well. So I'm pushing really hard yesterday, today, and that's it. After today, we'll be tapering off in preparation for the competition. So I'll have a good three to four days off, um, you know, get my muscles rested and primed and ready to rock. And then I will pull the trucks on Sunday and then I will have another three to four days of rest and recovery. And then f after that, I'll be preparing for my very first Olympic lifting competition in December. Um, and that will be a slow, gradual build that will not be as intense as preparing for this truck bowl has been. So from that, I would like to point out that it's important to plan for pacing yourself. So... I know everybody all the time here is pace yourself, pace yourself, pace yourself. Fine. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, in life, there's times to push. 100% there's times to push. I've been working extremely hard for this truck pull to get myself into the best shape possible to pull a fucking truck. I need to push hard and work hard to get to that state. However, once I'm at that state, after the comp, I can take the foot off the gas and actually rest. And I think a lot of people need to be more strategic about their rest periods because we can get so lost in being busy and overwhelmed and hustle culture and no days off, you know, all these things that are push, 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 push. But and it can make people feel inadequate when they take their foot off the gas. It can make them feel lazy. It can make them feel less than. I'm here to tell you that you're not lazy for taking a day off. You're not lazy for taking a week off. You're not lazy for taking, taking a month off. You have the right to rest whenever you want to. And I'm gonna say that again for everybody. You have the right to rest whenever you want to. You don't have to hustle. It does not have to be 110% all the time. It really doesn't. Take your foot off the gas, allow yourself to take a break, and then once you feel recovered, get back after it. Jump back on that horse. Go after it. And that's kind of, that's exactly what I'm doing, right? I've, I'm push, 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 push. And then after this competition this weekend, I will rest for a good chunk, like almost a week, to be honest, three to four days before the comp, three to four days after the comp. You know, that's a good solid week plus. And as, you know, a personal trainer and somebody who works out all the time, that is saying something to take a week off to chill and let my muscles just rest and recover. I know sometimes for people who are not necessarily gym people, that could not sound like a lot, but for someone who moves every day, it is. Um, also on the contrary of that, um, people who view taking a week off as like some sort of like sin, it's not. Like relax, it's just a week. 
You're not going to lose all your gains in a week. You're not going to gain 15 pounds in a week. You're not going to lose 15 pounds in a week. Like, it, it, it's okay. Take a week off. Get your shit together. <laughs> relax. I really need a week off to get my shit together. I've been pushing extremely hard, not just in my training, but also with my business. And I need a little bit of time. And I understand that. And I've planned for it. And I've made the decision to let myself chill out. So let's get into it. How does one pace themselves? Like I said, we can pace ourselves in terms of taking holiday. We can also think about pacing ourselves in terms of workouts. So like I was talking about with my training, training really hard and then taking a little bit of time off. We can uh, pace ourselves that way. Another way to pace yourself comes to do with um, the results that you're expecting. So if one is working out all the time and expecting to have some sort of results by X, Y, Z, I think it's important to pace yourself in terms of timeline of when you're going to see those results. So uh, if you are planning to lose 10 pounds by X or, you know, gain certain amounts of muscles by Y, have visible six pack by Christmas or whatever stupid thing that is that some people really feel passionately about, um, learn to pace yourself in terms of when you're going to see those results. Patience and consistency pay off every time. And so, you know, you need to learn how to pace yourself even when you're not necessarily seeing the results that you want to see. And that's because seeing the results that you want to see is going to take way longer than you think it is. So people oftentimes expect to do like the 30-day beach body program or like the two-week, oh my God, the two-week like overhaul diet like thing where, you know, I've been eating really well for two weeks and I've been exercising for two weeks. It takes way longer than that. It takes more than two months, to be honest. You need to give yourself a little bit of time and pace yourself with your expectations of seeing the results that you're working for because it's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen overnight. You need to be in it for the long haul. And from that comes finding your why, finding your motivation and capitalizing on that. Because the why is something that's going to sustain you longer than two weeks. And the why is more important than what you look like. It's about what you can do. So bringing that full circle all the way back to the beginning, all the way to one of the cores of my training philosophy is find your why. Like use that to motivate you through the multiple months that it's going to take for you to see results. It's going to be consistent, hard work, often, with time off, with rest and recovery planned for your muscles and life and brain <laughs> and friends and family. And you're not like falling off the wagon if you take a couple days off. You go back to your why to be like, I'm doing this for life. I'm doing this so I have the ability to do X, Y, Z. And... That's going to be more motivating and important and allow you to have those rest periods and allow you to pace yourself throughout the rest of your life to be able to do the things. Does that make sense? I feel like I may have just talked around it in a little bit of a circle, but um, TLDR, right? Too long, didn't read. Too long, didn't read. Results are going to take longer than you think they are. You need to pace yourself with your expectations of seeing the, the results that you want to see. 
Um, and I will actually tell you guys how to measure that um, a bit more effectively uh, towards the end of this episode. We will actually come out with some action items of how we can measure our results in a more effective way and how we can use that to pace ourselves with the entire process in general. So we'll come back to that in just a bit, but I have some more things to pace ourselves on. Talk to you guys soon. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) Okay guys, so another way that we can pace ourselves in the realm of health and fitness is with our programming. And programming is what we call your plan for going to the gym. So to some of our newbies, um, going to the gym is great and all. Step one, absolutely go to the gym. Do the things, go to the gym. Whatever you do in the gym is totally fine and it's totally acceptable. It counts. It all counts. Go to the gym. Step one. Uh, go to a class, you know, go on the treadmill, whatever it takes to get you to walk in those doors, do. And that's valid and that counts. If you would like to step it up a little bit, have a plan. So, you know, think about kind of the exercises that you're going to do when you're going to do them and how, like, how much weight you're going to lift or how long you're going to run for or, you know, how many times you're going to pick up the thing. And having that plan will be quite motivating because you can see results, going back to the results-driven aspect of pacing yourself, you can see your results improving over time because your fitness levels, with consistency, your fitness levels should increase throughout the time you are doing that plan. For example, you go to the gym, you're doing three sets of 10 like bicep curls with like five kilogram weights. And then a few weeks later, you're doing three sets of 15 bicep curls with five kilogram weights. And then a couple weeks after that, you're doing three sets of 15 with 10 kilogram weights. Like it's actually really easy to see your progression if you have a plan. So something I would suggest for people is to get some sort of workout program. Um, If you have a PT to write a program for you, that's obviously fantastic. Do that. Um, but there's also some stuff available online, like just, you know, basic gym pro, like basic gym plan, you know, for upper body and lower body and abs or just whatever. Have a plan. The way that we can pace ourselves in terms of having a plan is through like looking at what you're doing and when and how that actually fits into your life. So also so that's one thing with the program and then also understanding that if you're a bit more of a serious athlete um like I am your program is going to be boring (laughs) and it's going to take a lot of time so most you know again as an athlete I'm trying to get I'm prepping for my first Olympic competition um sorry Olympic lifting competition in December and because of that it's just two lifts So going back to Olympic lifting are snatches and clean and jerks, just two lifts. I'm training for two years by that point for two lifts. (laughs) And with that training and that programming, I will probably make progress on those lifts, maybe two kilograms by December is kind of my goal. I train five times a week, uh, once or twice a day, and... From that, I'm hoping to add two kilograms max to my lifts in the next three months. 
That is a lot of work for not a lot of reward. I am working my ass off for one or two kilograms to be added to my total. And that is like not proportional. <laughs> so this is where pacing yourself with your programming comes in. You got to understand that the long term, it's a long term game for long term gains. Long-term gain for long-term gains. Um, yeah, and you just got to put in the work and you have to trust the process. You have to pace yourself. You can't, it's not just, if I do a shit ton of snatches this week at 100% of my capacity to do them, that's not going to make me a better lifter in December. What's going to make me a better lifter in December is to consistently stick with my program and do those snatches on a progressive overloading basis for the next three months. I have to pace myself into it. You can't just kind of all or nothing gym programming. So understanding that it's going to take a while to get your gym programming. If you're a bit more of like an intermediate to advanced athlete, that is absolutely something that you guys need to think about. If you're more of a beginner to intermediate athlete, that's fine too. Go back to the plan and understand ways to make that plan fit into your life at a way that is sustainable and consistent for you. For example, um, if you have like a super busy Monday um, at the office and you don't get home until super late and you have to like prep for the week or whatever for your business presentations, fine. Guess what? Monday might not be the best gym day for you because it doesn't fit in with your life. So don't have a program that starts on a Monday. Have a program that starts on a Tuesday. Take Mondays off. Plan for Monday to be your day off into your program. I can't tell you how many times I have people talk to me and they're like, oh, you know, I just I have a hard time sticking with my gym programming, sticking with the plan. I'm like, okay, why do you have a hard time sticking with the plan? Well, you know, I just, you know, it tells me I need to work out on Wednesdays and do lunges, but on Wednesdays my legs are so sore because I'm on my feet all day at my job and I just don't have any energy left to do the lunges. And I just, it's a really hard thing for me to stick to. And every Wednesday I have this problem because I'm always on my feet and I don't want to do it because my legs are tired. Okay, what if you did the lunges on Tuesday? Well, no, because that's not part of the plan. Could it be part of the plan? If you're a beginner to intermediate athlete, why are you letting the plan be so strict when our goal is to just get in the gym more consistently, right? That's the number one goal. Set up a habit, stick with it consistently. You will see results with consistency over time. So like, why start, like, it's almost like you're shooting yourself in the foot already. Like if you're starting a plan and you're trying to get consistent, and you're upset that the plan doesn't fit in with your life, you're almost like self-sabotaging in a way. And it seems kind of like you're looking for like a reason, another reason why it won't work. Sorry, that's just what came up to my head was like thinking about ways to sort of self-sabotage your way out of it. So don't do that. <laughs> Find a way to make your plan fit in with your life as it is. If you have a busy work day on Monday, have Monday be the rest day. If you're on your feet all day on Wednesdays, guess what? Wednesday's upper body day or ab day or another rest day. Figure it out. Like you're smart. You're an adult. You're an adult. Figure it out. <laughs> You've come this far. Make a plan that actually is suitable for your life. 
don't shoot yourself in the foot by making something that you're not going to be able to stick with because at the end of the day, that's not, you're not going to accomplish the thing you want to accomplish because you're shooting yourself in the foot. So find a plan that works for you. Put it into your life. Focus on consistency. Focus on step one, getting into the gym, staying in the gym to do the thing and do the thing on a consistent basis. That's all you got to do. The results will come. Pace yourself. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. We are going to take a second to talk about my gym beef, aka beefcake. <laughs> I love saying it in all the different ways because I like to try to make Tony laugh in the corner. <laughs> okay, so my gym beef this week is... I totally forgot. <laughs> and now I'm remembering. Okay, so my gym beef for this week is the 30-day beach body plan. It drives me crazy. It like, I just, I want to try to correlate the beefcakes relatively in with the topic of the week. So the topic of the week being pacing ourselves, incorporating my beefcake into the topic of the week is the obvious binge like and restrict cycle of health and fitness in terms of the 30 day cycle, right? Things that come to mind, the 30 day beach body program where you do the things for 30 days and you're supposed to completely change your life. Um, another one is Whole30. Ooh, she says from experience, I've done Whole30 and it did not change my life in any way, shape or form. In fact, I am probably exactly the same as when I started to do Whole30. So that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> another one is the like the 75 hard or like the 90 hard, like 90 days hard. Like no, ex oh, it's the thing. And it even says no excuses in the thing. It's like, like, no alcohol, no sweets, no fun, no excuses. And I'm just like, why? Why can't we have nice things? Why can't we have things? This is why we can't have nice things. It's because we're constantly trying to take them away from ourselves. Like, <laughs> there is no 30-day plan. No 30-day thing is going to change your life. And anyone who says that it is, is trying to sell you something. Because your life isn't going to change in 30 days consistency over time and developing positive healthy habits throughout your life will change your life fucking binging <laughs> no sweets no alcohol no fun no excuses for 30 days is not is not the way to go because i guarantee you on day 28 you're gonna have all of the alcohol and all of the sweets and all of the excuses and if it's not on day 28, it sure as hell is going to be on day 31. Or my personal favorite, when everyone is about to start their 30-day revamp program, day, the day before they start that program, what do they do? They have cheeseburgers. They have chips. They have everything that they're not going to be able to have for the next 30 days. So then they go and they binge and they have all the things. And then day one comes, they're super motivated. Oh, I've had all the things. I feel like crap. Like, you know, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for it to start. Okay, great. Day one to day five, maybe. And then day six, they're coming back for it being like, oh God, I miss carbs. I miss sugar. I miss alcohol. I miss whatever. My excuses. I miss my friends. Um, <laughs> and then they willpower only lasts so long right so then the willpower goes and then they will inherently binge and eat all of the things or do all of the things that they were not able to do for
for the past five days when they were on this 30-day program. Rinse, repeat all the time of the binge restrict cycle of I'm not, I'm giving up X, binges on X. I'm giving up Y, binges on Y. I'm giving up Z, binges on Z. It's such like a binge and restrict cycle. And I want to challenge you guys to break that cycle and to stop doing 30-day things or 14-day things or 90-day things. Health and fitness is for the rest of your life. It is for the rest of your life. And unless you're planning to live for just 30 more days, think about how you want to actually do this in a more sustainable way. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) So coming back to the idea of how to pace ourselves. And one of the best, most important things that we can do to pace ourselves is understand that on this journey of health and fitness, it is going to take time. And you really need to understand that. The health and fitness is for the rest of your life. There's no get perfect quick scheme. There is no 30 day beach body turnaround. It's, it doesn't work like that. It's for the rest of your life. So you might as well start pacing yourself now because if you don't pace yourself now, you're just gonna burn out. There are ways that we can go about pacing ourselves, And as we discussed kind of earlier with the workouts and stuff, we can do one where we plan the rest periods. So we push, 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 we compete or we get to whatever the peak is of the training that we need to get to. And then we taper and we rest. And then we start back up again. That's different from the binge and restrict cycle of, you know, the the 30 day diet of I'm no longer going to do X, Y, Z and then binging on X, Y, Z because the willpower gives up. There's a difference between training to prepare for a competition and just giving up sugar for 30 days. Right. Please tell me that you guys know that, that those two are, are different and that that does make sense. So a way to pace ourselves with that is by obviously planning for rest periods. Another way to understand that it takes time on the concept of it taking time is finding measurable ways to track data of our progress. And I know that we talk about this a lot, but it's really worth driving home. And I think it will actually help you guys pace yourselves. So a lot of the motivation between going 110% for the thing is to see results as quickly as possible, right? So, you know, you push, 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 you work your ass off for two weeks. And then by the end of the two weeks, you have X result that you are trying to achieve. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons why people go 110% for for things because they want to see the results quickly and immediately. And they're thinking that that's going to keep them motivated to continue to do the thing. We've discussed earlier that one of the best ways to keep yourself motivated to do the thing is by using the find your why method. Find your why, find something that's meaningful for you, find something that is about what your body is capable of doing as opposed to what your body looks like. Use that to motivate you through XYZ. That should be sort of the long-term motivator. On a more shorter basis, a way that you can measure and track data is through different aspects, like sort of thinking about how you're sleeping. Think about your energy levels. Think about like tester workouts. So a lot of my T-Rex athletes do tester workouts every couple of months. And it's, you know, how fast can you run a 5K? How much weight can you lift for your one rep max for like a deadlift? 
use these as quant you can do quantitative and qualitative data. Quantitative data can be how fast you can run a mile, right? Qualitative data, how well are you sleeping at night? What are your energy levels like? How confident are you feeling on a day-to-day -day basis? You can have different methods of tracking that data in qualitative and quantitative methods or um, some other little bits that you can use. Another way that I thought was quite clever is to like take measurements of yourself. So like what I did is I had like a little ribbon and I would like measure like just, just a way that you could do. You could take a measuring tape even and you can measure like your biceps and you can see like the growth on the measurements of like how your biceps are growing. Another way to measure data points is to focus on your, like, again, focus on your energy levels, focus on your confidence, focus on things that are a bit more qualitative and how you feel in your day-to-day -day life. And for me personally, again, I'm trying to be diplomatic here and I'm trying to say you can use the scale and you can use measurements to evaluate your progress, but... I don't know, for me, the best way of measuring my progress is by capacity to do the thing. How fast can I run a mile? How much weight can I lift? Et cetera, et cetera. That is my quantitative data. The number on the scale is not my quantitative data. So I don't use scales or measuring. I use results of exercise. I also very much use qualitative data as well. How do I feel on a day-to-day -day basis? How do I feel in my body? How do I feel when I walk up and down the street? How well am I sleeping? What are my energy levels like? And what are my relationships like with my friends and family? Because at the end of the day, how you move in your day-to-day -day life is going to be one of the most important things that you do. And why would you not want to improve that or focus on how that's improving? Because feeling more confident in yourself is going to have a better result than a number on a scale because no one else knows the number on the scale unless you like tell them which is kind of weird don't tell them <laughs> they don't want to know that doesn't really matter nobody knows that what people do notice is how confident you feel or you know how much energy you have in moving around with your kids or you know hiking with your family or whatever activity it is that's what people do notice and that has nothing to do with the number on the scale so use multiple data points to track and measure your progress. And from that, understand that you need to pace yourself through the journey of health and fitness. So like, for example, you know, the scale, you're not gonna drop 10 pounds overnight, right? You are going to maybe lose or gain like a pound or two on sort of a, very peace and trust basis, which in that trajectory will ultimately be going up or down or stay the same. But knowing that and having that sort of data, you can use that to pace yourself because you know that you're not going to lose 10 pounds overnight. Think of like how that provides the result loop that you're looking for. And from that, make decisions, make a plan of how you want to continue on that trajectory. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> okay, so thinking about measuring our results with a like trackable data-driven basis, 
we are going to use that to pace ourselves. For example, if we use, <clears throat> let's use running a mile as our key data point. Okay, so how fast can we run a mile is X. So let's say we run a mile in 10 minutes. Awesome, that is like our first data point. We understand that we're not going to be able to run a mile in five minutes tomorrow because we've run a, a mile in 10 minutes today. We're going to have to pace ourselves into training to run that mile faster. So we can use these data points to help us pace ourselves. So data point number one, we have run a mile in 10 minutes. Cool. Throughout, then let's make a plan, right? Going back to the gym plan, going back to what we were very first talking about, programming, gym planning to pace ourselves. Data point number one, mile in 10 minutes, great. For the rest of the week, we are going to run half a mile and time ourselves every other time we go. One time it's just gonna be just running half a mile just for the sake of running half a mile. Then the day after, we're gonna time our half mile. Next day, running half a mile just for the sake of running half a mile. The next day, time half mile, cool. Do that for maybe two weeks. After that two week span, run a mile again, time yourself, that is now data point number two. Data point number one, we run a mile in 10 minutes. Data point number two, after training sort of on a consistent basis and pacing ourselves for two weeks, we now run a mile again. We now run a mile in nine minutes. Cool, awesome, that's progress. We can sort of use that now to understand that, okay, in two weeks after running half a mile all the time, we have shaved a minute off of our mile time. Fantastic, celebrate the wins. Then have another two weeks and understand that you may potentially shave another minute off that mile time if you manage to stick with the plan. Seeing that in three, sorry, in four weeks, you are only going to knock two minutes off of that mile time will allow you to have a bit more of a reasonable understanding of what your training is going to look like and what your results will be you are not going to be running a five minute mile next week after running a 10 minute mile the week before. Use your own data points to make reasonable assumptions, to have reasonable expectations of your results and understand that you are going to have to pace yourself in the process of achieving those results. A lot of people think that they are gonna be running a 10 minute mile in week one and a five minute mile in week two. And because of that, they run a thousand miles in week one to try to prep for week two, and then they just burn out and then they never go running again. That is not how we pace ourselves. We pace ourselves by making a plan, by sticking with it, and by using accurate measurable data points that are specific to us as well. Don't look at anyone else's mile time, look at your own mile times. Use your own data points to track your own results and your own progress. And use that to pace yourself accordingly through your health and fitness goals. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Alrighty team. So in conclusion to all of this, we are going to pace ourselves. And a way that we pace ourselves is by using measurable data points that are specific to us, making a plan, following the plan consistently, key aspect of that whole thing, <laughs> and then sort of figuring out ways to mitigate times of rest and recovery in that plan. And then from the results, being able to determine how we want the rest of the plan to look like. Put, 
recovery and relaxation into your plan and I guarantee you, you will be able to stick with it way easier than if you do not. Understand that it's not a 30-day turnaround program. Um, everything takes time. It takes way more time than you think it does. Health and fitness is for the rest of your life. We're not planning to work out for 30 days and then never work out again, right? We're planning on being healthy into our old age. We're planning on moving our bodies in a loving and consistent way day after day. So make a plan, follow the plan, whatever your goals are. Great. I love it. I'm excited for them. Uh, I hope you get them. Pace yourself and rest and recover and use data to help make decisions. As always, guys, I'm rooting for you. I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week with a whole new topic. Love you. Bye. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and watching Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I'm your host, Julia Krauss. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at question or questions at ehaid.com. That's questions at ehaid.com. You can also check out our website at everythinghurtsandimdying.co.uk or ehaid.com. If you want to get a hold of me, you can check out my Instagram at trextraining20. That's at trextraining20. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week.